Welcome to the Unemployed Show podcast edition. We're going to emphasize cast podcast edition. Um, this is literally, this has been the show, the message, the, you know, the therapy, whatever you want to call it for people who are unemployed, people who are freelance, or if you're just sitting at your desk right now and you're like, I fucking hate where I am. I wish I wasn't here. Um, we're going to talk about, you know, what we did when we were unemployed, when we are unemployed, when we're in between jobs, you know, the works. Uh, and I'm just talking with my friends who I think are very successful and, you know, crazy job stories we've all had that hopefully you can relate to. Um, oh my God, I'm going to, I'm going to introduce my guest, but I want to make sure I pronounced your last name correctly. You asked me for mine and I didn't even ask you for yours. Ooh. Well, you're you're a Roisman, right? Roisman, okay. Anna Roisman. I think it's Anna Roisman. Oh, um, <clears throat> but you're close. Roisman is is the the Spanish version right, right. of my Jewish last name. Yeah, yeah. Depending on what you're up to. But this is my guest. He is a host. He's a comedian. He's an all around all around American dad, right? That's I right. That. Paul Costable. Did I nice. say it correctly? I've been saying Costable. Costable. Do you, this is a, should I change it? I'm insecure about it a little bit. How For real though, is that how you say it? I say it that way on air. Yeah, Costable. Costable. Yeah, but people. It sounds, it sounds beautiful. Thank you. But people constantly are saying it confuses them and they don't know how to say it. My, I'm like stubborn about it though. Like I want to keep it in showbiz. Yeah. So I want people to say, you know, my grandpa Cos came over on a boat. Yeah, my he came over on a boat to give us a life here. Mm -hmm. I want to honor that for him. Right. But By confusing everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> but if I shorten it, it might be more memorable and better as, as a host for what I do. I don't know. I don't know. Paul Costabile. How did Hi, I do? That was great. Thank, Thank you. you. No you, wonder you gave me a Roisman. Yeah, it's like yeah. you really want to honor someone with my name. I too. want people to think I'm a professional dancer when they hear my mm. name and like, you know, flow. Like I get that. Roll. I get that. Like you, he probably does salsa dancing, yeah. right? He can grow a, a very thin mustache. <laughs> so I want you to think when you hear my name. Yeah. Well, thanks for being here. Thanks, thanks for, for coming me. to Brooklyn. Yeah, this is I great. Know this is worlds away from where you live. No, it's great. I was able to get an oat milk latte right outside. There's a lot of these nice. here. Yeah, a lot of oat milk. Here. That's this how is I, where they grow it. That's where I judge parts of Brooklyn and parts of gentrified towns. <laughs> if there's a lot of oat milk in the cafes, you know yeah. it's it's changed. A lot of oat milk. No one wears a bra here. Right. It's just very like, you know, zen. I love there it. You go. It's great to be here. Thanks. And I like this because we're, we're like, a, we're budding new friends, I feel We like. are, yeah. And We've hung out like once. Yeah. So but I appreciate that we're now friends like this. But I feel like I'm your friend because I follow your life on Instagram. And same. Thank you. I too much, maybe. I see everything. <laughs> I respond to her stories on a regular basis. But that's how you we know your friends. Yeah. That's how you know. Unless it's unless it's someone you've never met, and then you're like, you're a, just a reply person. Well, let me ask you because you're out there. I know you're going to ask me questions, but do you get overwhelmed by social media? Like, especially with mm -hmm. what you do, like people are always responding. Do you feel like you have to respond to everybody? Um, not everybody. I think I did like a couple months ago mm -hmm. when I first started at HQ. I was like, oh wow, like. I want to be nice. I want to give everyone the attention they deserve. Mm -hmm. But now it's kind of like, you can't. <laughs> I mean, unless I spend hours on like online because I'm so popular. No, I'm not. Um, yeah, but I bet you a lot of people respond. I don't like to respond to the mean comments. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you? No. I I have this complex where I want to respond to every direct message I ever get. But mm. then lately I've been more lax because yeah. life is, you know, I got, I'm a dad. I'm doing other things. I'm like, not. I don't want to be on my phone too much. Yeah. 
So let's get to the other thing. So you're working. You yes. You're employed right now. Sort of. Sort of. Are you a freelancer? I'm a freelancer. Wow. And when you ask Which we me to, call glorified unemployed person. I'm basically unemployed, right. I think, right now. That's why this is great <laughs> that you're having me talk about this. I need to talk about this. Well, it is 3 o'clock on a weekday, on a Monday. You were like, Monday's great. I'm like, wow, no one else. Yeah. No one Monday else. Monday, anytime works. <laughs> what? What? So tell me though, you've been hosting, you've been working at the Big Dog at NBC. Yes. yes, which is a dream. Right, which we're hoping we'll pick up this, you know, podcast yeah. afterwards. So yeah, I'm really high up there. I'll definitely give it to you know me. I'm the guy in charge of all the shows. Cool, cool, cool. Definitely. Well, that's exactly why I had you on. I know. I knew it. I knew <laughs> it. Um, yes, I've been hosting for a long time, mm -hmm. and my journey's been freelance some some full time then back to freelance and now I'm kind of in a freelance lull can we give a term for that yeah, for a lull a falal a falal a falal <laughs> <laughs> you only eat falafel <laughs> you feel like shit and, and you're in a you're not sure and you're not sure if you have work if tomorrow if you have work tomorrow yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i think uh, i'm trying to think how much of my story i should tell you but um well i want to know when you moved here were you like i want to be a host or well, I grew up not far from the city in Jersey, so right. but but yes, I think I had a point. I'm I, I'm a musician. I started as a drummer, and I'm from a musical family. My dad's a musician. My mm -hmm. whole family's musical, and I saw my dad be a full time musician. I knew that was tough. He was in wedding bands, and he yeah. worked every weekend. And I does he also play a, the drums? A lot of seltzer. Yes. Yeah, we're he sponsored plays. by Lacroix. Yeah, yeah, so thank really you. good. Thank La you for that. Lacroix. <laughs> Lacroix. Yeah. You could call it Croix if you want. Um, Lacroix. They said that. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. The pronunciation again. I don't like calling it that. It's that's okay. for privileged people. Right. Right. <laughs> oh, Lacroix. Um, so I was from a musical family. I was right. always into entertainment. I thought maybe I was going to be like a drummer in a cool group or like a studio drummer because I was around that growing up. Right. And, I went, and you saw people doing that yeah, for a living. Yeah, I saw professional musicians all the time. And I had an interest for comedy and entertainment also. And it was kind of in high school when I started making videos. And I was the announcer in high school. And I started doing comedy videos in the morning at an all-guy school in New Jersey. And like wow. was getting kids to laugh in the morning. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I like this stuff. I was doing like man-on-the-street bits like around in the hallways school. in high school. Yeah. Wow. So once man I, in the hall. Bit. Man in the hall. Yeah. That's, that, that, that's how they... <laughs> Coined it back in TV. Back in the day. <laughs> and uh, I started liking it. I thought, you know, it'd be cool to go to college and study this stuff because maybe this is this is the wrong thinking. <laughs> maybe there's more security in communication <laughs> and media than mu music. Mm. They're kind of similar in the arts. Um, so I went to college for TV and radio. Still played drums and wedding bands in bands and did the music thing for a while. But at the same time, for my dad's company, I was an MC and a DJ. And that's really... <laughs> Where I can I totally think, picture you being oh, like yeah, I can, bar mitzvah MC, like getting all yeah. the kids together and you're like the cool dude in the center who's like, all right, what kind of song? You want to play Coke and Pepsi? Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Well, I was just going to say, I could have done your, your bat mitzvah. You, if you might have. I, yeah, where was it? I'm I, 15 years younger than you. It's really obvious right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was no, in Philadelphia. I might have done it. <laughs> I, I did so many bar mitzvahs, bar mitzvahs, weddings, all this stuff, you know? Yeah. Guys, give it up for Anna. Come on. <laughs> bar mitzvah, let's hear it. Yeah. I got to babysit all you kids while your parents drink. Yep. And I'm going to do my best because I'm getting paid. Let's dance. Ooh, cha-cha slide. That's fun. That's fun. It was though. a great job. And I, and I still kind of, like, I did all my friends' weddings. And so that was, 
I was in that world. I was in front of people with a microphone. And it's funny because something to tell other people, like I remember, my dad remembers this. We did a promotional video when I first started and I couldn't say a single sentence on camera. Like I remember. Why? You were nervous? I don't know. I think it was, I, I think if I did some thinking about it, I think it was more of my dad telling me what to say on camera to sell right. myself that I couldn't handle. Like, no dad, I'm going to say this as a DJ. <laughs> I don't want to say that I play run around Sue, but, um, that was Dion, guys. I used to open every every wedding with that song after Can't Help Falling in Love. Uh, anyway. Cute. Um, it worked. It's like classic to classic and then yeah. new stuff. But uh, I got I got that experience and it was great. And that really gave me confidence over time to realize, like, I like being in front of people. I like kind of being the master of ceremonies. Mm-hmm. And from a comedy perspective, I was, like, in front of crowds, like, doing cheesy shtick. Like, right. oh, let's hear from this side of the room. How about that side? Oh, like, I had my little things, you know? That wasn't really that funny, but it was... <laughs> hey, on this side, on that side that of the side, room. That side, and oh, that's, that's got to be the bride side, am I right? Um, <laughs> but doing that stuff gave me chops as, like, a MC. Yeah. And then that, that got right into college, and I hosted TV shows in college and became... Like, I was on air my first week of college, and realize like I like doing this stuff, and it and it's not just like I like doing it where I want to be the center of attention. I really enjoy entertaining people and also bringing stuff out of people. Like even mm-hmm. at weddings, you're making moments, you're making them have a great time, and yeah. similar with the bits I do up to today, like making these moments for people. And uh, after college, I created a talk show online mm-hmm. um, that was a late night show. It's actually ten years ago called Gorilla Late Nights, talk show from the streets, cardboard desk, middle of Times Square. I love it, and. I think I've been delusionally thinking about like having my own late night talk show since that time. Yeah. And everywhere I work or everything I do on my own is like, will this work on my overall show? Yeah. And who are your idols? Who is your favorite well, talk show host? Conan O'Brien got me into hosting because mm-hmm. I saw his big doofy hair and he's a lot smarter than me and a better writer. But I saw like, I really like, he's so, the playful aspect of Conan, mm-hmm. I always related to. And I was a teenager watching him at night. Yeah. And that was maybe the first person I saw and I was like, whoa, like I could, I want to do a job like that. Like he gets to play. I mean, he does a lot of work, but he, he's like playful. He's having right. fun with people. I like doing that. And he, he gets was, to be himself. Yeah, exactly. He's very authentic and, and I think his fan base loves him for him. And yeah. that, I think I'm still craving that with my stuff, obviously. So him first and then I went like nerdy and really got into the history of talk and mm-hmm. TV and like Steve Allen created the Tonight Show in the 50s even though there's an executive at NBC that created the idea but mm-hmm. he was the first one to do the desk and the man on the street and, and all the bits and he was also a, a, a musician mm-hmm. so I always related to him because he like did jazz and I did jazz drums and he was just a smart comedian and then Johnny Carson, obviously, and all these other guys and uh, people who came before me who do talk shows yeah. and comedians too. Yeah. So when you moved here, did you did you immediately start working in TV and radio, or were you like, shit, I need a job to like pay my bills? For sure, I did a talk show on my own the two year for two years. Didn't make any money. I paid people with DJ money to right. do it, <laughs> and. After two years of Can doing that- Can we see this anywhere, by oh, the way? Oh, yeah. Though I, I lost the keys to the YouTube, and there's some stuff like I really want to take down. So if this is out and you do hear this, it's probably still up. You'll see me Gorilla like- Gorilla talk show? Gorilla late night on Gorilla YouTube. You'll night. see me like putting prosciutto on my naked body in Italy. <laughs> like we did weird <laughs> prosciutto spoof commercial in Italy when I was there. And there's some footage like, you know, when you do old work, especially sure. comedy- there's like some stuff I'm like, let me just get rid of that. I got to figure that out. But but I'm also proud of the concept and no, my, it's great. my dream is to do that again in a bigger way still. It's 10 years later. I still love it, you yeah. know? Um, 
Okay, so your odd jobs. Did you have any odd jobs when you came here? Well, I was DJing, which was helping me um, afford to do certain things. But my my first TV job, the, the talk show I thought was going to get picked up. Like I was like, I'm going to get a talk show right out of college. Like if someone's <laughs> going to pick it up and that's it. I'm going to be a working host. Yeah. And <laughs> we did get a development deal, which was crazy, but it never, it never got picked up. We had right. meetings at like MTV and all these places. I was like 21. Like I'm going to have, I'm just going to be, be a talk show host. I love it. That wasn't real. Uh, so I was like, I have to get experience in this field and I got to go work for people. And that's when I, f- I looked everywhere on the internet and found a production job at community television in Staten Island. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So you'd commute to Staten Island. Worst commute of my life. <laughs> to Literally. work in TV. To work in, and to say, I work in television. Oh, cool. Yeah, the TV capital of the yeah. world, Staten Island. Like all the way opposite of the city, Staten Island. I would take a subway. I, I lived in Chinatown, subway. Oh, my God. To uh, a ferry, uh-huh. and then the ferry to a bus in Staten Island, and then a bus to the station. Ugh. And that bus late at night where that is in Staten Island, God bless you guys if you ever hear this, Scary. you don't want to be around Scary. there at night. Like especially like dressed like I was like this like little white kid like pretending to host a show. Like I had a full <laughs> suit on every day. I did not need to wear that. So you were the host of a show there? Well, I hosted shows only because I wanted to. Oh, I thought you were going to be like I was a PA. I was. I was basically <laughs> I was, I was basically like just uh, I was a jack of all trades production guy there to help with community shows. But then I was right. like I want to make shows. And they there was like they kind of just allowed me at the time. They were like, yeah, you could produce stuff on your own and – I wrote, it was actually the best. I wrote, I produced, I edited, I hosted 30 minute That's shows. That's so cool. They let you do all of this. Yeah. And, I just and, picture you like showing up and you're like in a suit and they're like, I'm yeah. sorry, where's the PA? And you're like, right, right here. here. But I'm also an executive producer. Yes. Ba-boom. Yeah. Like I'll help with this show and then I want to run outside and do a trivia show on the streets. Like I did a Staten Island trivia show for them. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's good to re- remember this stuff. I appreciate bringing it up because- I forget that like I've always kind of hustled in that way. Yeah. Like I've been hired for a million things and I've always been like, yeah, but can we also try this? Yeah. And most of the time, if I, if it's even if it's no right away, it would become a yes eventually if, if I annoy people enough. Yeah. So there, I was like on air there like pretty soon just because I really wanted to be. That's so cool. And we did call-in shows actually mm. where we would just – me and my friend would be characters and like one time we did Staten Island it was hey you doing give us a call we'll fix your problem like straight sketch improv and people would call and be like you're disgracing Staten Island we don't sound like that (laughs) and we're like yeah well we're in Staten Island doing a show dad is it you yeah (laughs) and we'd like people would yell at us on air and we would just use all of it and I heard that's fun turns out some SNL people at the time, I don't know if they ever saw my shows, but like Frank Armisen, is that the right name? Fred. Fred. Sorry, Frank. <laughs> Fred Armisen. Frank's Fred. Brother. Yes. <laughs> people like that apparently used to watch this community TV station for like, for sketch ideas. Because it was not because of us, but like some of the community shows there were like a little, like hotline, wacky, right. like community yeah. shows. So. That was a very quirky experience. That's funny. But it was a year in TV production, like on my resume. Yeah. Overnight. It was like, and I was DJing also at like bars and restaurants in New York to make like rent money That's too. Cool. And I I am fortunate to say that I immediately jumped into the field I wanted to when I, once I lived here. Mm-hmm. My odd jobs were like in high school, like, like I worked at Quiznos and other places like that and camp counselor like when I was younger. Yeah. But once I got to New York and I think because I was DJing, I was able to kind of stay in that field yeah like i'm gonna dj here i make a little bit there i'm gonna 
do this TV production gig. And yeah. without that Staten Island job, I actually would have never moved here. That helped me move to New York. Really? That job. Yeah, I was at my parents when I got it. And then mm. I moved to New York because I had a little up. bit of salary from there. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. And I just always wanted to live here. Yeah. And now you're... And now I'm back in now Jersey. Now you're in the Jersey. Now in the, the Jersey dad, literally grilling every day if I'm uh, not doing stuff like this. But you have actually worked in your field in some capacity while you've been here. You've never had to like fall back on a restaurant gig or like, I don't know, some temp job or anything like that. You've really been able to like sustain yourself. Sort of. I in think entertainment. The, I think the fallback was DJing because I had done it right. before I lived here. Yeah. Mm. So that was like the fallback for me, which I looking back is I'm really lucky that it was, I used to dread like oh, I'm working Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And like, I don't have no social life. And I was like immature, like, eh. but I want to go out and party all the time. But that was a great fallback. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I was going to Jersey to do it or like the tri-state area to do yeah. it. But if I think about it now, it was still like hosting. It was still like working. Yeah, you're still on my commanding craft. the room. Well, yeah, and working on what I do today. Yeah, I guess that's you just really, don't think about that. That's cool. I think all fallback jobs are like that. If you're a waiter, but you're an actor, like you're still like in front of people doing stuff. Like you could take it and make it so much better for what you want to end up being and yeah. inspiration, characters, all this stuff. Yeah, you really can. I mean, I met the craziest people when I worked in restaurants. Yeah, and I would just like. I started writing a blog once about the crazy people I met because I was like, they'll never read this. Right. And this is fun for me to like recap what went on tonight. Like how insane were these people? But they're real people. <laughs> yeah. You know what also inspires me too about odd jobs for a second? And I know, I feel like it sounds like I'm like, I never had odd jobs. I've just been Johnny Entertainment forever. Wow. Well. Yeah. I was hosting like Subway shows, guys. Okay. I was, <laughs> I still am. No. That was like how my talk show was. But no, one thing that's always inspired me is like anybody great in our field and anybody I look up to not only did side jobs but did like five and still was able to find the time to go late at night and do, you know, their stand-up or go do write their movie or whatever it is. Um, And I think that's what makes people successful. And I need that reminder today. Like I'm hosting enough now where – I need to remember like, yeah, it's good to do these hosting jobs, but I still want to do other things that I need to spend time on. I feel the same way because when I was unemployed, fully unemployed, I felt like I was the most creative I ever was. And I had the time, I'd be like, I'm working on this, this, this. I could list 10 things that I'm working on. And Mm -hmm. now that I'm working, you know, a full job, I'm like, oh my God, I'm falling. Like I'm not, I'm doing other things for sure, but it's slower. It's a slower Mm -hmm. process. It takes a lot longer to to say like, this is done. Here's a draft. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this shoot. And I'm like, am I losing myself? No, you're doing something you want to be doing, but am I losing it? Like, it's such a balance right yeah. now. We're, we're really harsh on ourselves too as creatives, I think. Yeah. Or at least I am. Like, I get very distracted. Like the NBC show I do, if I'm doing that and I have a busy couple weeks, like I'm just doing that. And, mm-hmm. I, and I also, oh, wait, but I still want to work on my new stand-up or I still want to, there's a show I really want to go shoot on my own, but I have no... <laughs> production plan i need to make that yeah but, but do i need to or should i hire somebody i'm a host now i don't need you know we get in our we like get in our own heads about that stuff for people listening to this do you think that because you moved here where you were like you were this like i don't want to say cocky but you were very confident in the fact that you're 21 you're gonna have a talk show you already have a talk show <laughs> you know you know how to use a camera and someone's shooting you and you have a talk show so of course someone's gonna pay you to do this right do you think that is the like that is a very good mentality to have when you come here. Like, just assume you're going to 
you're going to have this, you know? I think a healthy balance of that. I probably was a little arrogant at the time. Like, <laughs> I love doing this. I'm going to do it forever and I'm going to be the best. But I wasn't like Kanye about it. I was more like, <laughs> like I, I had a vision for that type of stuff that I wanted to do. And I, yeah, I think that we shouldn't be bashful about the things we really believe we want to do. Yeah. Even if they are crazy, you know? I think if you say like, if I think if you're arrogant or cocky or like, blinded by it it's a problem but I have always thought and I've always been reinforced by other people like yeah keep and maybe it's delusional from people close to me <laughs> keep pretending to be Jimmy Fallon it's gonna work out oh no 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 I'm kidding but um <laughs> like I do think you have to you have to believe in in the thing you really your dream like you can't you have to believe in yourself a little bit like you can't just think it's gonna happen to you like and I think a lot of people struggle with that too and so do I like I don't think I'm Gonna yeah. get, you know, always be the best talk show host or whatever. I felt like when I got here and I had, I did work in restaurants and I'd see other people who ca who came here, you know, they were like 10 years older than me and they were still working in the restaurant. And I'd be like, but you, you came here to be an actor. Right. Are you acting? You know? And, and, and they'd be like, well, you know, like, no, I work five shifts a week mm -hmm. and that's like my life right now. And I just, you need to do it. Sure. You need to make money. But I was like, but what do you do otherwise? Right. Like, you don't work here all day and night. Like, do you mm -hmm. have time? And and not everyone's a hustler. I think a lot of people move here thinking, well, one thing will work out. Mm. But as you know, and as I know, it's like, no, you got, I mean, we're doing a podcast, right? You got to do everything. Yeah. You got to dip your toe in every single thing you think you could do well. And then like one of them will work out. Yeah. <laughs> I think also our culture now of like comparing like, there's, we're a lot more fearful of like putting ourselves out there like, oh, even me, like I do NBC stuff. So a part of me is like, look, it's NBC. Look how flashy. Yeah, you're but if on I do TV. Something, but if I do something on my own in my head sometimes like, well, will that look like, you know, it's not an, it's not the network. But it's crazy. Like, no, I got to put myself out there in every capacity too. Yeah. And we do live in this time where like we're we're so worried about that type of stuff when I think you're, it's a good point to say like, yeah, no, do a bunch of stuff because – 50 years ago, our favorite entertainers did a bunch of stuff and then one thing or two things stuck. Right. And the best people, a lot of things stuck, you know? Yeah. But I don't think you get to good work unless you're putting stuff out there. And I learned that doing my talk show, like doing this show once a week on my own for so long, I learned what worked, what didn't, like how to work with the crew, all this stuff that, how to be in front of people as a TV host instead of a, a DJ, mm -hmm. you know? Without but showing up, I would have never learned that. But what's you know? cool is you you figured out very early on, I like holding a microphone. I like making people laugh. Yes. I don't care if it's at their bar mitzvah, their wedding, on a stage in front of a comedy crowd. Like that's, that's a lot of people I feel like don't know necessarily what they want to do. And so they like, you, you know, you're like, well, maybe I'll try this. Maybe I'll try that now. Maybe I'll try this. Like you at least, you had this underlying like path. You were like, I know this is where I'm supposed to go. I think so. Yeah. You're supposed to do it. Yeah. Now you want to be, you want to like be a, a chef or something? Yeah, yeah. I'm looking into uh, <laughs> cooking now. Actually, it's funny you say Gardening. that. Gardening. I, I wanted, <laughs> yes. I am cooking more now that I'm a dad in the burbs, but um, I am, I just That's was, how you begin every conversation you have with someone. Right? Yeah, yeah, so, hey. Uh, hey, I'm a dad in the burbs. I'm a dad in the burbs. How about you? <laughs> I don't care, man. It's 20 bucks. Can you pay it? I get it. <laughs> Keep going. Um, yeah, but 10 years into it, I do feel- not that I'm lost, but I 
constantly feel like I'm like, well, what is next? Or especially as a freelance now, like sure. I worked a lot more for a lot more different people last year. So now at this time this year, I'm like, well, wait, I, I did this show last year. Then I did this gig and I was, I did this fun thing and it was like a little bit busier. Yeah. So I am, it is freaky to be less busy right now. It, it very, you know? it, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's kind of like what we signed up for, unfortunately, mm-hmm. as a creative person, you're gonna have a great year and then you're gonna have a year where you're like, no one's called me. Yeah. And I feel like that's when you know you have to put out the work, even if it doesn't look NBC quality. Right. right? Like right now, don't you see on Twitter, I feel like I'm I'm so amazed by how popular people's videos are of just them selfieing themselves yeah. on their phone and being like, here's, you know, waking up with bad breath in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, I'm going to do t- 10 takes of me talking to someone else who's not in the frame. And that's it. Yeah. And millions of people are watching him and loving him yeah. and retweeting him and yeah, and it's almost like it doesn't matter. It's such a quick time now. Like you could put stuff out just to, just for your own. I think if you put stuff out that you really enjoy, yeah. like and you want to do, it it always resonates. And that's how I'm thinking for this lull. I'm like, I was just talking to my buddy today. I must have been like mentally preparing for this <laughs> chat, but I was like, I have this time. Like I'm I'm doing the show I do, but I also have time to work on something. Like I, it's just one concept I really want to do. Like why aren't I doing it? Like I'm forcing myself. I'm almost like backed into a corner with myself. Yeah. Because I know in a year or two, if I don't do it, like I'm, I'm, I'm going to be upset that I didn't at least take the time to do it. And I have great people around me that like, like what I do and would be willing to help. You know, you get people to help you do stuff and yeah. you can't take that for granted. Like, you know, when you have the time for that yeah. and other people to help you. So this is inspiring me and, and we can document that I, there is something I really want to go shoot and I feel like I'm, I'm going to, start planning on doing it the right way. You gotta, you gotta just do it. Even if it sucks, you'll figure out a way to make it watchable, doable, sellable, whatever Mm -hmm. you're trying to do with it. I think, I think that's what I've always done is like found a way to do, like to take the extra initiative to create stuff. Mm -hmm. I worked at iHeartRadio for four years. Mm -hmm. I got hired as a blogger there and that guy who hired me was a TV producer and I was like, look, I do comedy videos. You don't do any comedy videos on your websites. Let's do fun videos. Yeah. And it literally led, you know, the short stories, it led to me like hosting their TV shows with Ryan Seacrest and artists. Yeah. Like it got as far as it could as a host there. But I was hired to write blogs for the dance station in New York. Like it wasn't. <laughs> so, but I, I got to remind myself. Station. Yeah. 103.5 KTU, the but beat But you showed of New up York. in a suit and you were like, what up? I'm Jimmy Fallon. Right. <laughs> Pretty much. But it's true. You did it. You did it again. One guy there called me camera ready Paul because literally (laughs) I didn't know if I could get artists and I would just show up and be like, hey, I'm the new web guy. Like, can I chat with Nicki Minaj? And the record label would be like, what? (laughs) And I was like, no, it's for the website. I work here. Like, it's approved. I like get the station and let me film. I'm in a suit. I look good. I got makeup on. I'm ready to go. And it literally was how it first started with artists, like very famous people. It'd be like, well, all right, it looks the part. Like, and it was just a way to sneak in there. That's so cool. But you did it yourself. Like a lot of people don't know that. You know what I mean? You have a big following and stuff. People don't necessarily know that it's like, you're the hungry one. You're like, hey, I'm here. I can do this job. I can do this job better than other people. I'm ready for it. I showed up ready. Yeah. I also think I showed up ready, but also I had great people understand like great people around me at iHeart and, and other jobs where they understand like what I'm trying to do and have only aided and helped me like, oh yeah, like he's fun to work with or he makes fun things. Yeah. Let's let's help do that or let's do it together. Like I'm a master uh, collaborator really. Like I love, like if you and I sat down and you're like, oh, I want to do this thing on the street. Like here's what, like I would enjoy that more than 
just saying, I'm going to go do this thing. Right. Like I, I think the hustle's on my own, but then the, the work I've done has been with sure. great people. I always say also, you never know who's going to come back into your life like in oh, these yeah. jobs. So like, don't burn any bridges in your jobs you've had, even if they're like a one-day freelance right. job. Like, For sure. You don't know. That could be like, the, I don't know, the person who hires you 10 years from now yeah. on a huge job that you need. So Yes, and for anybody listening, um, for the bridges I have burned... Uh, I am more mature now. Can you make I'm your a amends? Fa- right I'm a father now. now. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm in the burbs, and uh, I'm sorry. And uh, can you give I'm an apology to now. Staten Island now? They're just Staten they're waiting Island. for it. I have not returned to your <laughs> island since I've worked there, and I'm going to come back for the pizza and the people. <laughs> and thank you for the great experience. And all those things I said behind your back, I didn't mean. <laughs> <laughs> behind your back, you mean on air, <laughs> right? Hey, Staten Island. Uh, I love it. So wait. You, because you're a dad, you're the first parent I've had wow. on the show. Yeah, none of my friends have kids. Um, That's okay. <laughs> We're all at different phases of our we, blossoming. We are, we are. <laughs> but when we talk about unemployment, you know, we were kind of, like you were saying, we were brought up to, to if you want to be it, you can be it, mm-hmm. right? We had this kind of delusional millennial dream brain where it's like, yeah, of course I'm going to have a TV show by 22 and I'm going to have two Emmys by 27. And, you know, that at least that's who I was. I was brought up to think like, of course I'm going to have everything I ever wanted. How right. do you feel as a parent now? Like, do, have you thought about this? Yeah, obviously your daughter is a yeah. young baby, but like when she comes to you and is like, here's what I want to be when I grow up. Yeah. I think I think my perspective, it's more like like I love what I do for a living. Mm-hmm. And even though it's the struggle to do it on a regular basis, do it in a bigger way is there and the hustle's there. Sure. I think as a parent now, I would want my daughter to find whatever she loves. Like and my parents were good about that too. Mm-hmm. And they supported this crazy, you know, career and and only helped with the DJ stuff that my dad had me do it back when I was a kid. But um yeah, it's really finding what and this is probably cliche sounding, but finding what you really love to do, what what fulfills you mm-hmm. and just supporting that whatever that is and and even if it's not fully like lucrative or it's fluctuating like mine is right now like but i i would support that like i'd support anything my daughter wants to do but but the, as a parent i think that way now like what and i you know i talk to people younger than me about their career and like what is your the thing like it took me 10 years to figure out like maybe what maybe what my thing is that I enjoy in this business sure. and like trying to now do that on crack, like really fine-tune that. And so I would support finding what that thing is. I know? still feel like I don't know what that thing is. I don't is think sometimes. we ever do. <laughs> I think you talk to anybody, you talk to the, the number one podcast in the country or the number one host or whatever, right. they would say, I am still one one day at a time and figuring out what that thing is, yeah. you know? Yeah. I think if you don't morph and try and find what the thing is, you've, you're off, you're, you're out of it. Right. Because you have a daughter, do you does it help with the hustle now? Are you like, I'm not just yes. doing this for me. I've got a family to support. Yeah, I, that's why I'm more stressed than ever now because I'm having such <laughs> oh no, a slower... I didn't mean to make you more stressed. You got booze on this show? No. <laughs> um, I, uh, no, in a, in a good way though. Like I, I only want to help build a better future for our family. And so I'm thinking that way more and more. Yeah. Whereas in my 20s in New York doing these different gigs, it was like, booze money Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what I mean (laughs) maybe it isn't the best thing to say publicly but you know what I mean it was like it was like rent and party going out and eating a lot of cheeseburgers in New York money and Chinese food I lived in Chinatown um five bucks a dinner anyway it was great it was smart (laughs) but uh yeah it changes your perspective it also changes your perspective on the other side of it which is like I am slower right now Mm -hmm. but like having a 
peace of mind about that and knowing I will get busier and how great that I have like extra time with my little girl right now. Like I think about if I got my dream talk show one day, right. it, I would actually see my daughter a lot less if yeah. I had that show. And you talk to a lot of people who do what we want to do like in bigger ways. Mm -hmm. It's like the dream, but it's also like a lot and it also is demanding and it also could like, you know, take over if you don't have balance. Mm -hmm. Like... So I try and think of the positive way of like, yeah, I'm a little slow right now. I need to make more money, but I also get to like get up with my daughter and not rush out to some office right now. Right. You know, totally. I should eventually maybe, but <laughs> no. no, there's some Bring good, there's some you. good, yeah. Like see the, see the value in, or make a show that I have the time to make. Like what's the positive perspective on being less busy? Yeah. Which is hard. Like I don't, you know, for I, I thrive when I'm working with people. Like if I sit alone and don't get to like, entertain or have fun with people i don't, I don't like that yeah, too much you know either. i feel like we're similar we Very. also have birthdays near each other we're yeah. maybe similar personalities gemini what right? do you do if you when sit you, alone in a room for 10 minutes your thoughts just wait fuck with you, you sit alone when you're alone for a long period of time do you call everybody i t i love to go i text a lot of people <laughs> there you yeah go, there you i'll go. text i won't call because i don't like to talk to okay. anyone but i'll text <laughs> i'm okay being alone now i feel like i'm older and like have a better handle on yeah. it but yeah in general I pick the job where I get to play all day. Like yeah. if I'm not, and if I don't do that often, I don't like that. You if know? I have to walk anywhere, I'll call my mom. Nice. You know, and if she's not around, I, there's like the hierarchy of people I'll call when I have to walk somewhere and I don't feel like yeah. listening to music exactly. and I need to talk to someone. Yeah. I'm the same way. I'm going to add you to the list. Call me. I'm going to call you. Why not? I'm going to be like, hey, I have a 10 minute walk right now and I, yeah. I can't be alone. <laughs> yeah. I talked to my best friend. I'm like, uh, we're like schoolgirls. I talked to my best friend this morning <laughs> on the train to the city. Really? The whole ride. And, and I, I didn't even think I was going to. Wow. And we're talking about like everything. It's just how it, it goes. But I also think being a personality and a host like is because I love that. Like I love yeah. this. I could do this all day and night. And yeah. it doesn't have to be about me. I know you have me on as a guest, but in general- just having good moments with people and connecting is is my favorite thing to do. Yeah. You said something off air that I'm bringing up. Oh, boy. Before. Ugh, Only right. Saturdays. When you put your clothes on. No, Only Saturdays. <laughs> no, but you said before that you're over competition when you moved yeah. here. And I'm very, like, I admire that because <clears throat> I don't get involved. I don't like to have competition, but it's so hard with social media to not think you're fucking a loser compared to the 10 people's stories you just watched. Yeah. So how do you even, how do you do that? How do you filter that? Do you unfollow people ever do you just no i you're able to see it all and be like I'm i still think cool. no i think that maybe because i maybe it is becoming a parent a little and like like losing the value of that type of stuff and really trying to focus on what's important in life which yeah. is like making my daughter laugh and like playing with my child and and having like great times with my family and that and look, you're catching me at a time where I'm maybe not as ultra competitive, but I just think our culture is getting crazier and crazier competitive. It's all based on like numbers and millions of followers and likes, and like I just know it's not really what makes life great. And, right. and also, I think I, I've struggled with like, well, look at that person. Like, how did they get that job? And even recently, like, I went out for a huge job that would have made me more well known. I didn't get it. Some other guy I know got it. But it's okay. It's like there's enough room. Guess what? I might do something totally different than that guy or it's just not – it doesn't make or break who you are as a person, I right. think. And we, we – our culture now is like like that. Like, oh, well, you don't – you didn't go viral with that thing or you didn't – you know, not enough people saw it. And social media is like – it's a blessing and a curse. I love putting my work out there. But 
realize it's an algorithm. Like, right. My po- my baby posts get the most likes because fa- because Instagram <laughs> knows that's what people like people the most. People want to see the baby, which I'm fine with. But I still want to put my work out there. I don't care if it gets less likes. Yeah, that's kind of why we stopped the unemployed show live. We were like, wait, no one's seeing this anymore. It's not even our fault. It's like, not. We're, it's we're doing everything digital. the same. Yeah. It's- also, I'm an old soul, and I think I'm romanticized the past, and like, we didn't, you know. In showbiz, you didn't spend your time focusing on how many people saw your thing. Right. You made great art and you made great comedy and you made fun things. And like I'm trying to keep that focus on my work because the second you lose track of that – and by the way, there's people who game it and know how to get a lot of likes and they that's their yeah. own prerogative and that's what they want. Good for them. I just think more substantial work comes out of just like constantly focus on the work mm. and not being competitive because I think I'm just a lover at heart and I don't – even when I felt like I'll F that person for getting that thing. <laughs> it doesn't serve me well over time. No. It only makes us feel it worse about ourselves. It stresses you out even more. Yeah. And then you hate, you're, you're more mad at yourself for yeah. giving it the time when you're like, why did I even fucking care about this? I didn't need to. I could have been doing something productive with my own time. Yeah. It's just this like compare culture. It's it's not healthy for humans. I'm, no. And I see it all the time as a host and a personality. You know what was great that, uh, Gary Shandling documentary. Did I talk oh, to you about yeah. this? Oh, yeah, I love it. I love where he talks about, he's like, um, they want you. The audience wants you. What are you? Like, what are you going to say? And yeah. I think about that because I'm, I'm writing a new stand-up now and I think I'm a stand-up comedian now. I've only done it a couple you times. Are. You are, Oh, thanks. Hey, come see me. He, he performs at Caroline's oh, on Broadway. Oh, come and see me. Yeah. Hey, yeah, I do the same five minutes. Haven't really changed it at all. That's okay. <laughs> I'm working on it. I haven't been up at Caroline's in a while. Come so on. you're more I of know, a stand-up your, comedian that's your stomping than me. Ground. I know, I miss it. But um, as I write more and perform more like that, mm-hmm. I have the confidence now because like everyone... There's room for everyone to be themselves in entertainment or any field. Yeah. Like we just are competitive by nature and in our culture, but everyone can do fun things. You're doing great things. The other person's doing great things. Like it shouldn't, competition is not natural, I think, for enter, like fun entertainment right. for me. Even outside of entertainment though. It's yeah. like, it's like if you have, I don't know, a, a store or something, it's like, how many likes do you have? Are you verified? Are you this, are you that? And we care so much about the numbers. Like, you know, if you're a, I don't know, a skin, a dermatologist, like I even, I follow some like some skin doctor on Instagram and I'm like, well, she has a huge following right. and so she must be the best doctor I've ever seen in my life where it's like, no, probably a good doctor's not even on Instagram right, exactly. that we don't need to follow or know. It's, it's hard. It's hard to. It's confusing too, because it has a lot of value and especially advertisers and people who want to give you, like, I want my own talk show still. Right. I don't have the numbers for my own talk show. Like people will be like, oh, well, he doesn't have that many right. for What's his own following? show. What's your following? Yeah. And I get that a lot now at this stage of my career mm-hmm. where I'm like, yeah, okay. But I'd lo- you know, my, maybe my work would be enjoyable by a lot of people. Right. But I, I'm not focusing on it. Like, That's, yeah. I've had, cl- I've had like brands I've worked with that have like had coaches come in and talk about social media and engagement and I just don't have a passion for that stuff. I mean it's a full time job. It is, but it's it's important to like maybe establish your business there, but but not let it, it become everything you care about. Like right. it has to be balanced. Cause someone said I, I asked a question once. I was in a social media seminar and I was like literally I was like, why should I care about this? I want to make fun videos. Mm-hmm. Why do I and someone said when you start making a lot of money because of it, You'll it'll see. change your perspective. I said, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should try and grow my following a little more so I can. But that's also like kind of shallow too. I don't know. Like I'd rather. It's I don't so know. fleeting. It's not shallow though. It's it's what it is now. Yeah, you, you can know? make money there, which is great. <laughs> 
but it's okay. You make money elsewhere. You know, if it comes, it comes, but I wouldn't spend all day long, like researching, like, oh my God, how's this Instagram post going to do better than any other post? How am I going to reach? I mean, you're talking to a, a newly born micro influencer. Um, I think you're full influencer now. What? No, I'm not. Yeah, you uh, are. I don't have the numbers for that. I wish. Are you kidding? I'd I could to. see you at an event, not talking to any humans and just looking at your phone <laughs> all night that, and then leaving. Have you seen me? <laughs> That's me. No, I've seen influencers at, at many events. My mom wishes I was an influencer. <laughs> She's like, Anna, you wear the best outfits. You really could have just put yourself on Instagram and tagged who you're wearing and that's it. That's and I'm it. like, you know, mom, I, I do that. I yeah. do that almost every day. I'm still not there yet. I love your social media though. I, I think you. if you change, if you try and change who you are to like get more likes and get brands to pay for it, I don't know, <laughs> be you and it'll, the audience will come. I do have to say, I'm very grateful to HQ for hiring me without a huge following. I had no, I have it's great. no following, but there are people out there who will see the work, who will say, yeah. hey, they're good at this job. Fuck it. Who cares what their followers are? If they, they'll gain followers, they'll grow yeah. a following, whatever, but give them a chance. I think I struggle with that now as a host because people who get work sometimes like that I'm going out for are people with bigger followings. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, Ooh, I'm not trying to be competitive, but it is, it is exactly how the <laughs> business is set up. It's like, well, they saw you did this thing, but this guy has 2 million followers and, and honestly, both are okay. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's not, it doesn't matter. I'm sure that person would host that show great and probably has. You yeah. Know? My dog didn't have enough followers for a dog agency. Wow. Are you looking <laughs> you for wanna, a dog agent? You know, I would love one. Okay. Um, my dog's very attractive. He's great on camera. I've seen, yeah. Thank you. Really, Thank you. really great. But like six years ago, I emailed, this is a while ago, I emailed the dog agent in New is York it, City. Is it one person? I, that's what the, oh, the, the dog okay. agent, the dog agency. <laughs> wow. I, that's literally the name. And they were like, this is the top one, at least you know, the Yelp reviews, whatever uh -huh, the fuck uh -huh. I read. And, uh, and I sent them photos. I, he, I was like, he's done an Ann Taylor loft spot. Great. He's obviously already got a reel, you know, here you go. <laughs> and they wrote back while we love his look, unfortunately we're not taking on new clients with less than 40,000 Instagram wow. followers. <laughs> I was like, that just put it all into perspective. Wow. I'm like, what? <laughs> I get similar emails that your dog gets on a regular basis. <laughs> no. I want everyone to know that. <laughs> I mean, but the dog thing put it into perspective. Yeah. Me. I was like, fuck this. I can't, I can't even handle it. My parents were like, is he paying your rent yet? Like, yeah, yeah. That could also happen eventually. Yeah. But maybe. Yeah. I wanted to, so I want to, I love talking to strangers. Obviously you do too. You've I do. been doing man on street since, you know, the kindergarten days. Probably. You invented it, right? I don't, yeah. I think in kindergarten I did, but then I the got in trouble because I was talking to people who were hanging out around the school that weren't part of it. It was weird. Yeah. That's a anyway, sketchy. Uh, <laughs> They're like, who's this kid with a camera and a microphone? Yes. <laughs> why are you hanging around the school and why are you doing that kid? Um, but I wanted to do this. We did this on the live show where we called some people and gave them a pep talk. Talk to them about their unemployment experience because it's not just like actors or hosts or whatever in New York City. Everyone around us, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Everyone's got Instagram. Everyone's feeling the pressure. And you know what? Sometimes it sucks. Sometimes I love it's this. scary. I love this. And everyone goes through the like hard times where you feel like you're not going to get out of it. And yeah. it's usually those times that make for the best things to happen after, you know, like I think that way. Yeah. As you're going through it, I think that way too. Like, oh, this really sucks and I'm not working as much, but 
maybe now is the time where I change, you know. Now's the time you're going to come up with something new. Right. I mean, you're already doing this shoot on Friday that you. Right. Yeah. I'm doing a new shoot, new We concept. have to just keep that in perspective. Exactly. Right. Sometimes the hardest times become the best things for you. Yeah. Dot com. And your daughter's going to say, hey, dad, remember when we hung out all those times? Yes. Because she'll remember. When I had a memory at <laughs> one and a half. Yeah. We got plenty of footage. Right. To Why remind not? her. So I want to call, I crowdsourced on Twitter. Heard of it? I crowdsourced on Twitter. I'm impressed. And did people, people like, responded. that's awesome. Um, and what exactly did you say? I said, you want to know what I said today? Yeah. This is good. I said, uh, <clears throat> uh, crowdsourcing for a fun thing. You know, I don't, I don't want to give away that it's a pod yet because we're not mm-hmm. out yet, but mm-hmm. they will get it. Is anyone here unemployed and wants a pep talk? Let me know your situation below. Love it. Kept it simple, Love vague, it. you know. Whatever. I have 20 responses Ooh. from people. Great um, engagement. Wow. Someone told me they were going to go tender their reg- uh, resignation right real quick. I said, no, don't. Please oh, wow. keep your job. Oh, good. <laughs> keep your job. Um, this one guy, though, Jamie, he endorsed me. I called Jamie on the live show of The Unemployed uh-huh. Show. Uh-huh. He got a job at Google the next day. So what? In Germany, yeah. Wow. So I don't know if I have, like, powers. You might. But, this you know. This is good. You don't know. Maybe whoever we call will get a job tomorrow. Maybe. Maybe we will. Oh, now people are just giving me their phone numbers. <laughs> They're going to hire us is yeah, what's going to happen. That's going to happen after so this. So Christina is who I want to call Okay, today. great name. And let me just set it up. Christina, let me, oh yeah, that's your wife's name. It is. Uh, yeah. I call it it's Chrissy, your wife, I call actually. it Chrissy Tina. No, Chrissy I don't. Tina. I don't. I never called her that. <laughs> you really My like wife renaming everyone. It's something about the pronunciation. Yeah, she was worried is. when you were feeling down just now. She's like, I should probably like, I'm call, call I need a pep talk about who I married. <laughs> <laughs> Different podcast, but we welcome all Christinas. Um, so this girl, Christina, I say girl because she graduated May 2018. Congrats. And she worked full-time as a baker slash decorator in a bakery nearby. Cool. Wherever nearby is. It closed in January. She's been unemployed since. Okay. So been I there. reached out to Christina. And I'm going to call her. She said, maybe this pep talk will get my ass in shape and inspire me. So we have a big job <laughs> right now. By the way, this just reminded me, which I didn't mention earlier. When I um, left iHeart, I was out of work for like six months and it was so hard. So I'm going to relate to this big wow. time. Like know. no fallback. Everyone thought you were so successful. You had six months of nothing. <laughs> I meant to say that earlier. I should have. <laughs> When I had that, yeah, after that job, I had like nothing for like, it was the holidays and then January went through and I had literally nothing. So and it was out? the scariest thing. Yeah. I left an apartment. I it was like really, yeah. really tough. I just wanted to say, cause maybe people hearing this think I didn't ever no, struggle no, no. and just it's only okay. DJed Did you DJ? Parties. Did you? A little bit. Yeah. And then I just like fall, fell back on like what was left from that job. And then like by the grace of God started working again, like six months later, but I remember the feeling of like months and months of no work. Or so you're I, like, where, what am I going to do tomorrow? Yeah. So yeah. I, re- I remember what I did that helped. Maybe this will help her. Oh, okay. All right. We're calling Christina. Christina. I hope she answers. Hello. Hi, Christina. Yes. This is Anna Royceman. I'm here with my friend Paul. Hey, How Christina. Are you? Hello, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good, I'm good, how are you? We're good, good. we're really good. So I crowdsourced today, and you know what? I was fascinated that you're a baker. Honestly, if there's one thing I love in this world, it's baked goods. And I was like, we're calling Christina. She, 
She bakes. <laughs> yeah. She bakes. She bakes. So. Ooh, baby, when she moves. Sorry. <laughs> um, Paul's a DJ. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so can you tell me, you've been unemployed since January, you told me, right? Yeah, so I started working actually for Carlos Bakery. Um, oh, in Hoboken? We, the first the first location after Hoboken that opened was in my hometown in Ridgewood, New Jersey. Oh, wow. Oh, you're close um, so by. I started working there. Yeah. Cool. I started working there like I, at some point in high school when it first opened. So I was there for six years. Wow. And at some point in the middle of that, I started, I kind of promoted myself a little bit because nice. I decided I'm doing enough work. I deserve a promotion. Like, you're going to promote me? Good for you. And then I decided that I loved baking and I was doing it too much at my house anyway. So my mom said, get out of my house and just go do it at work. <laughs> and so they promoted me to being a baker and decorator and I learned everything there. And then it closed in January and I'm trying to make up for it by doing whatever I can at home. But it does not change unemployment, which is not fun. And right. I've been, I got my first job like the day I turned 16. Like I I have to be working. I have to be doing something. Mm -hmm. So this has been very boring. Wow. Wow. But you love to bake and you were doing it at home. And that's why you were like, screw it. I'm going to get paid to do this now. That's pretty much exactly what I said. I was like, I'm doing this at home anyway. And like, I'm not bad at it. So just keep teaching me. And so like, I didn't go to culinary school. They just taught me everything there. And so then I was a baker for the last like three years I was there. And I taught all of our birthday parties and our decorating classes. So zero to 60. That's cool. You haven't stormed into any other bakeries nearby. I've been like, hi, I'm your girl. I can make <laughs> good shit. Right. <laughs> I actually got a couple offers, but I was like, you know, I went to school for public relations, event planning and journalism. And I would like to move into that field. And I fear that if I accepted another job, in anything food related that I'm kind of typecasting myself. I actually got an offer from Radio City, but in what? food. So what? it's like, what? I want to work at Radio City, but that's... like, I don't want to work in food. So, so what do you I don't, do? You don't want to. That's where the Tony Awards were last Let... night. Yes. That's... Yeah, don't remind me of that. <laughs> <laughs> you could have been with James Corden at yeah. the concession stand. Um, do you, um, <laughs> do you not want to bake professionally anymore? No, I, it was like, it was so fun while it lasted. And like, I had such a great time, but I just, my actual career path is what I would like to follow. And, you know, so many people were like, why don't you just open your own bakery? And it's right. so easy. But if I didn't go to culinary school, first of all, no one's going to trust me. And I, I don't, mean, I don't believe that. First of all, so many people don't go to school and then they become professionals in their field. I feel like it's just like food stuff. If you want someone who like really knows about, all that kind of stuff. And I, I learned about baking and decorating, but not so much. I mean, I know how to be a clean person, but there, sure. I feel like there's a lot more that you learn that I don't have. Well, and I, yeah. it's, I think you'd be great if you had your own bakery. Um, also, yeah. we were just talking about this. I think Anne and I are a little bit older than you. And we were just talking about how we're still trying to figure out what we do. We work professionally mm -hmm. in entertainment, but <laughs> we still don't know. You know, you said typecasting yourself. If I've learned anything from losing work and then getting work is... Um, I'm constantly refocusing what I want to do next. So I don't know if necessarily you can't go have a bakery or be a baker or do PR for a bakery or do something within the world you studied with also your expertise from the past. Like, I think we pigeonhole ourselves more than the actual reality. It sounds like you have a lot of great qualities to do something Yeah, it doesn't next. have to be one or the other. It's not black and white, Christina. 
now. Am I Christopher Walken? <laughs> Christina, now. Wait, so you're you're off so you're getting offered these good jobs in food related field, right? In the food, I can speak, right? In the food related yeah. field, but you're turning them down because you want to focus more on PR. Is that what's going on? Yeah, I think like I majored in PR and then I double minored in journalism and event planning and event planning like started, I mean, it's obviously like a little bit of both. Like you need event planning for PR and versa. So that's what like really started calling to me and journalism was just like words and I care about spelling and punctuation and all that kind of stuff and that also goes in with PR mm. but it's like if I keep baking forever and I keep accepting jobs as a baker or as a manager like I'm I'm not really doing what I have or yeah <laughs> so it just kind of feels which I guess doesn't really matter if I'm unemployed and can't pay no, it off anyway <laughs> but it's something you love to do you right? love baking still yeah. right yeah, I mean, it was one of those like it was just supposed to be a summer job, and then six years later. Well, this is, but this is what's funny. I think this is how good things happen when you don't you don't really know what you want to do. Or I, all I'm going to say, I don't know if I'm the expert here, but I wouldn't write off baking forever if you did it for that long and you're so good at it. You may be surprised by how in handy it can come professionally if you use it somehow. And you won't get stuck being a baker forever if you don't want to be, but you need a job. I also think for like event planning, knowing how to step back into a kitchen if you need to, like you're going to be the fucking boss of any event you plan. <laughs> like that's big. <laughs> a lot of people don't necessarily know what goes on in a kitchen yeah. or what goes on behind the scenes. And you do, you did it. Like, that's how I feel about when I worked in restaurants. I'm like, no, I get what's going on yeah. here. I know how to work in a kitchen. You know, if I'm ever planning something, like you're kind of, you're aware of more because you've worked in all the areas. Also events, sweets, you know, baked goods and events <laughs> too. You could, eat, you know, I'm sure you could do, there's probably either a job out there or you can create your own thing where you do, you know, do the baked stuff and you also help plan around it and that's like added like there's so many ways to go about doing what you do it sounds like i like to think so i feel like i mean you're right i definitely like kind of wrote off baking because it was like i don't know you assume that what you went to school for is what you're supposed to do but then i found this thing that i fell in love with and yeah if there's a way to like keep it going somehow i mean my Chris kitchen's not the place for it. All right. Christine, I could smell your cookies from here. Why would you stop? Why would you stop? I also, I had a lot of responses. I don't know if you saw on Twitter, but I was like, I want to pick someone who I feel like, oh, I'm going to love talking to this person. And for whatever reason, when you were like, I'm a baker slash decorator, that's what you said. And then I lost my job because they closed, which sucks. I get that. That's how I lost my job, my last job. I was like, yeah, that's who I want to call. I had other people who I could have picked, but I honestly was like, well, sweets are the key to my heart. Mm -hmm. We're calling Christina. <laughs> yeah. Also, I think it's, you're not helping yourself out if you're so focused on like only what you study because that stuff will come into play when you least expect it or you could try hard for that stuff, but it will always be valuable regardless of, even if you took a, just a you know job you don't care about just to pay rent or make money your major will still matter, you know, and titles and things you want to become are never quick. You know, I just got hired. I'm a host. I just got hired to be a host on paper for the first time in 10 years. I've been wanting to be that. Now I just got hired to be that 10 years later. So I'm just saying, don't be too afraid to take maybe a job that you don't love the title of, or you don't love 
exactly what it seems it is because you can learn a lot and grow from there and maybe get more experience for the next thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's very it's very true. I'm it's, waiting for you yeah. to open your own bakery. You know yeah. how to do PR. You can plan events. You could come and be at Smorgasburg, which is yeah. like right near me in Brooklyn. <laughs> I can come <laughs> buy your baked goods. You could have like your whole, I don't know. I'm, I'm envisioning it right now. We're I really reading, am. We're reading your press release you wrote on your, <laughs> your own bakery. And by the way, people do baked goods and get them shipped and you know like even if it's not a store like baked by melissa's from jersey isn't she isn't she from i'm from where near you're from actually uh christina i'm not too far away where i grew up but oh, really? baked by, by melissa is was from north jersey mm. and i guess she had a bakery but now she's like one of the most successful like to go yeah. bakeries ever yeah there's just there's so many different ways to do it i think now. i just like that you know you love it and that's i, I i'm not dis. I'm not, uh, I don't want to put down anything you studied in school because that's fucking cool too. You know how to do journalism and PR and everything. But I think there is a way, I, I want to keep your dreams open. There's a way to combine it all. You know what I mean? Like, and it might not happen tomorrow. My, I'm, but like, it's funny when you, when you were saying, but I studied all these things. I studied TV production and I worked in restaurants for seven years. And like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I want a show on Food Network. Like I saw that that was something mm-hmm. I could do to combine both things. I And I I came up with like a show concept that I was like, I want to sell this idea. This is fun. I know food and I know TV and maybe it'll work. And, mm-hmm. you know, it hasn't yet, but it, I'm, it's still <laughs> in my brain. Also, I, I have this new uh, appreciation for stuff we go through in life. Like everything is usable. Any job you take, any it'll it'll shape you it sounds like the bakery job made you you know you found this passion you never knew you had the next thing might be the same but you have to be open to it yeah it's it's definitely it's definitely true it's just it came out of it came out of nowhere like I spent I mean I went to school like an hour and a half from home and I went from like all right I'm just not gonna come to work anymore except for summers and then all of a sudden I was like is it okay if like I start scheduling like so that I'm off on Fridays and I can come home Thursday night. And then I started working Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday morning, every weekend wow. for two years of college because I missed it so much. And now like it feels like a part of me is gone now that it's closed and I drive past it every day and try not Aww. to cry. And I'm like, you know, it just sits there empty. I'm like, I want it. I want to be there. I miss the people. Like I miss customers, which like sounds so bizarre because you never think you're going to miss customers. No, but it's like, it just, I don't know. It felt like it was a home. I and get it. I Everyone get it too. Gets, like I've had so many jobs where it ends and you're like, like even this sounds silly, but a play you do, you become like a family and yes. then, and you're with each other every day, you know, hustling, making it happen. And then you're just, it's over. And you're like, Oh my God, I'm empty inside. I completely get it. And yeah. it's also, you're going to have that again. Yeah. It's also yeah. hard to figure out your identity when you're associate. I was that way with one of my jobs when I was at iHeartRadio for so long. It was who I was. So once it was gone, I was like, wait, who am I? But there's great value in taking time to figure that out for the next thing. And f- disciplining yourself and figuring out, taking time just to see, like, what do I want to do next? Or what can I focus on? Yeah, and take the best things you had from there. Take your best, you know, the best things you learned from working there and your memories, and you're going to fuel it into your next gig. You really are. We believe in you, Christina. I believe in you. And we want some cookies. 
<laughs> you got it. Both yeah. things. I love chocolate chip cookies. Uh, uh, you know, HQ loves cookies too. If yep. you play HQ, I'll bring them to the office. Everyone will try your cookies. I'll there eat you it go. on air. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> <laughs> and you could just send oatmeal raisin to my house. I'll give you my address offline. <laughs> Sounds great. All right, Christina, I hope, did we help you? Are we helping you? Yes, I, I I feel like it's one of those things you just really need to hear it from someone. And like I talk myself out of things and then hearing it from someone is better. Aw. All right. Well, you got to keep us posted on yes. Twitter. All right. Okay. Let me know. Hello. Let me know. And if you are working at Radio City Music Hall, we're coming. Yeah. <laughs> To say hi. <laughs> and if you and if you have like the most successful bakery, which I think you might one day, we just want to get free cookies for life. That's the only thing because of this call. Yeah, you'll be on a list, I promise. Great. Cool. Perfect. We're on the list. Made the list. All right, Christina, I hope you have an amazing day. Thanks for chatting Thank with you. us. Bye, girl. You're great. Thanks for the talk. Bye. Bye. What a great concept, Aww. Anna. She, I feel like she needed that. She did. It's always easier when someone else tells you with everything. <laughs> I don't even, I mean, yeah, it just felt like it's fun. When it's not you, you can hear like, you know, it we sounds both, like she yeah. loves baking. Yeah. And she's like, I don't need to do it but anymore. I, I, but I went to school for PR. It's like, fuck that. We all, I went to school for stuff too. It comes in it sometimes. Does, it does. But follow your dreams. Yeah. I mean, I majored in archery, the sport. It was a major in my school. No. I don't know why that's what I went with. It was, the, it was like, I was <laughs> like, lying. what's the most random thing I could major in? And that sport came to mind. Archery. No, you're not. You're <laughs> no. a fucking archery man. No, what I'm saying. You got me, though. I, I got a full ride for archery because <laughs> I went to school with Robin Hood. Oh, my God. Stop. Well, I hope she gets. I hope I she. I think she will. She will. She'll figure There's it out. There's so much pressure out of college, too. I was going to say this to her, but it's still going for a second. There's so much pressure to, like, title yourself. I felt that yeah. way, too. We all do. What are you going to be? Where do you work? Who's it? It's you have your whole life. Yeah. And we're still figuring it out. Yeah. We are every day, <laughs> you know, and you may be a baker forever and that might be the best thing that ever happened. If that's what you're it supposed to do. It sounds like she loved it. So yeah. I hope she finds that. She will. She will. She'll realize it. Hopefully this conversation changed her life. I think it did. I love that we did that. That's awesome. Cool. Well, I want to thank you for being here. This is great. You're thank an you. open book. You're wonderful to talk to. Oh, uh, same. No, I love it. I really do. I relate a lot to everything you're doing and trying and oh. the feelings and the hustle and the, you know. It's overwhelming, but it's really nice to just sit down, you know, over some LaCroix. Yeah. Chat and some, with a wait, and you know what? We haven't had, but they're here. So I just want everyone to know I'm really just messing with Stacy's chips. Yeah, I brought chips because I thought that was oh, like I'm a really fine. nice sound effect for the podcast. <laughs> right? This is some ASMR shit, right? Wait, are these not gluten free? Oh my God, I can't have them. <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> um, but thanks for being here. Thanks for coming to Brooklyn. Now that he ate a chip, uh, he can't even. He can't even say thank you back or anything. No, He's thank just- you. I, I feel the same way. I feel the same way about you, and I appreciate this. It's it's awesome to chat and hang out, and yeah. I relate to you, and I love that you're hustling and doing great work like this. It's, I don't know about my episode, but in general, thank you. Great stuff like this. No, this was really fun. Yeah. All right, that's the ep for the day. I still don't know how to sign off on these things. This is going to be every time. <laughs> <laughs>